Welcome to Spiritual Wanderlust, where we explore our interior life in search of the sacred. Many of us will travel the whole world to find ourselves, but here we'll follow those longings within to our spiritual and emotional landscapes. In each episode, we'll talk with inspiring guests, contemplative teachers, embodiment experts, neuropsychologists, and mystics. With a blend of ancient wisdom and modern science, along with a healthy dash of mischief, we'll deep dive into divine intimacy and what it means to be whole. I'm your host, Kelly Deutsch. You guys, I am shocked more people don't know about Catherine DeHeck Doherty. She's this Russian spitfire of a woman who was one of Thomas Merton's mentors, but no one seems to know about her. Here are four reasons why you need to know Catherine. Number one, she introduced the West to Russian spirituality. Now, Catherine fled Russia as a teenager during the Bolshevik Revolution. She barely escaped with her life and ended up in Canada and then later in the US. But in the process, she converted from Russian Orthodoxy to Catholicism, but she still ended up sharing with us all of her practices and beliefs from her native Russia. So for those of you who don't know, Russian spirituality is steeped in mystery. It has kind of a natural mysticism to it with this love for the poor, for the holy fool, and this deep reverence for silence. One of the key concepts that Catherine introduced to the West was that of Pustinia. Now, Pustinia is the Russian word for desert. It refers to the practice of going out on hermitage or a silent retreat. You go out to your little Pustinia, your little desert or hut, and you encounter God in silence there and in stillness. Now, this was before any big meditation movement, you know, back in the 1930s and 40s is when she was doing this. And especially Christian circles, you know, had not heard of meditation or centering prayer. I mean, it was really uncommon to hear talk of contemplation or silence, especially for lay people, you know, maybe for the monks and nuns, but even for them, you know, it was really active prayer was what was emphasized, like rosary or the liturgy or scripture. So it was really radical for someone, especially this lay woman, to suggest that normal people like you and me should go on silent retreats. Shock horror. You know, or to find silence in your daily life, to find the pustinia, the desert in your own heart, that that's where you find the divine. This is how Catherine explained silence. She said, prayer doesn't need words. Prayer is simply union with God. When people are in love, they look at each other, look into each other's eyes, or a wife simply lies in the arms of her husband. Neither of them talks. When love reaches its apex, it can't be expressed anymore. It reaches that immense realm of silence where it pulsates and reaches proportions unknown to those who haven't entered into it. Such is the life of prayer with God. You enter into God and God enters into you and the union is constant. Number two, Catherine was a fierce anti-racist. Catherine was one of the first white women to work with a black population in Harlem, New York. Again, this was in the 1930s and 40s, decades before the civil rights movement, before other people were really catalyzing and gathering around this cause. 
but she was especially disgusted with the Catholic Church and its failure to respond to racism. And she would tell anyone who would listen. Catherine did not mince words. There was one Catholic woman in Georgia who told her she stunk like a Negro and Catherine spat back without missing a beat and you reek of hell. <laughs> Maybe unsurprisingly, she was almost beat to death by some Catholic Georgian women. But she would famously end her sermons, you know, when she was preaching to a crowd, she would say, you know, one day we are all going to go to heaven and meet Jesus at the gate. And Jesus is going to say, I can't let you in. You know, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me to drink. I was naked and you didn't clothe me. And you'll turn to the Lord and say, but Lord, when were you hungry and naked and thirsty? And he will look at you and say, when I was a Negro and you were a white American Catholic. <laughs> Mic drop. She had a few things to say. Number three about Catherine. She showed us how to love the land. Later in life, Catherine left New York to find silence and solitude in the wild of Canada. And she gathered a community around her called the Madonna House. And the Madonna House lived off the land, growing their own food, tapping the trees for maple syrup, keeping bees for honey. And she didn't do this because it was cool or even practical. You know, again, this was before the big back to the land movement but she did it because she knew how humanizing it was. Monks have done this for centuries, synchronizing their lives with the rhythm of the land, the seasons, planting, harvesting, wintering. Catherine called this a university of life. She was very explicit. We are teaching people how to live, how to be human in community. You know, it was kind of like a commune, kind of like a monastery, but she encouraged people to, to touch the earth and get their hands in the soil, to, to feel life coursing through the streams. Science has since shown us all of the amazing impacts nature has on our bodies, but people have known this for generations, just intuitively. And in Catherine's old Russia, this was taken for granted. So she took it upon herself to reintroduce it to the West. Number four, Catherine shows us how to find the sacred in the ordinary. There are some cultures that are better at this than others, finding the divine everywhere in the disguise of your own life. To echo the words of Teresa of Avila, holiness is not being lost in contemplation all day. Holiness is doing the will of God. It's saying yes to the moment. And maybe that means waiting on hold for 49 minutes while you file an insurance claim like I had to do yesterday, or chasing after jam-covered children, or calling up your elderly parent each week, or maybe it's navigating your own anxiety about COVID or politics or whether your job is safe. All of these things make up the sacred fabric of our lives. This is where the divine is found. This means we don't have to go meditate in an ashram or monastery to find divine intimacy. All we have to do is say yes to our life. Catherine wrote, everything that happens to us spiritually, everything that causes us to grow will bring us closer to God if we say yes. That is what spiritual growth means. It doesn't come from what we do necessarily, from all our actions and good works. 
Sometimes it comes from simply sitting and seeing the shambles of what we tried to accomplish, from watching what was seemingly God's work go to pot. You can't do anything about it but watch. This happened to me. I knew dimly then what I see more clearly today, that this was the moment when God really picked me up and said, now I am offering you the union you seek. The other side of my cross is empty. Come, be nailed upon it. This is our marriage bed. So help me spread the word about this wildfire of a woman. She helped introduce the West to silent meditation and Russian spirituality. She was a fierce anti-racist. She showed us how to love the land and she helps us find the sacred in the ordinary. So go ahead, ask your friends if they've heard of her. But if you'd like to learn more, I've linked some of her most popular books in the note below. And if you'd like a whole masterclass on her, come join us in the Women Mystic School where Catherine's personal friend is going to be sharing his stories of living and working with Catherine for 17 years. You won't want to miss this. Visit womenmystics.org to learn more. But let me know in the comments below, have you heard of Catherine? And if so, where did you first learn about her? And if you found this video helpful, insightful, interesting, please let us know. It always helps us know what resonates with people. So thanks for joining us on Spiritual Wanderlust and learning more about this little known mystic.